Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. So it's uh, all for play for still. I think so. Do you want to bet against us? Hi, villains, and welcome to For the Love of Pomegranate podcast. I, I, I must mention something about that thumbnail. Ashley Young looks very like Floyd, May, Floyd Mayweather in that thumbnail. I don't know, whatever way it looks. It looks like he's going to scrap with someone as well, and, and I hope he brings that fight with him at the weekend because um, I'm sure Kevin De Bruyne got a bit of a roasting after the last game that they played against Villa, considering 37-year-old Ashley Young had him in his pocket for most of the game. But uh, we'll get on to that in a moment. Firstly, Paddy, I must inquire about your well-being. How are you, Paddy? I'm not too bad. Good. It's been a it's been a busy week. I'm looking forward to the weekend, and I get to fly to Manchester tomorrow evening and spend a lovely weekend in Manchester. Hopefully, hopefully not spoiled by a game of football, but that remains to be seen, and probably will happen. But we'll get to that later on. But I'm good. Thanks for asking. And yourself? Excellent. I'm okay. I've, I, as people will know, I've got this nasty cough for the last ages, and I think I've finally beaten it. I think I've finally beaten it. So, I've, uh, I, although I do have the hat on today, the only reason I've got the hat on today is because they're back in stock again. And I know there's a couple of people who are who've been waiting to get theirs out who bought them on back order uh, for a while. So um, that's why I've got the hat on today. But yes, I think I've finally beaten this this cough that I've had for the last. Uh, Oh, geez, it must be about six weeks now. But, um, yeah, so life is good. That, and it's good, Paddy. It's good to talk about life being good because um, I've taken a bit of a break from podcasting since Leicester last week. And it was a bit of a letdown, I think. That's that's kind of the when I woke up on Monday morning. Sunday morning. Was it Sunday night? Was it Sunday we played Leicester? No, Saturday. it was Saturday. It was Saturday. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I lost a complete day because I was at a mate's 40th on Sunday. Um. But I woke up Monday morning. And it was a bank holiday, which didn't help matters. (laughs) Exactly. It was a bank holiday here in Ireland. Exactly. So that didn't help matters. But um, 
yeah, so I woke up Monday morning. That's exactly kind of the feeling I had. It was like, yeah, it's kind of a letdown. Bit of a lost opportunity and a letdown. But we got to move on, and we move on to Manchester City. And uh, don't get any easier from here on in for the next two games. But it's always the case, and I think that Una Emery, I, I said it before the, the Leicester game, that when you have Una Emery in charge, you kind of always have a puncher's chance. Um, and And we're away from home. We've gotten two good results under his tenure already away from home, one against Brighton and one against against uh, Spurs. And we'll be hoping that we get a trio of good results by going to the Etihad because Man City have stuttered a small bit over the last couple of weeks. They have. And we, we'll get on to a bit later, but they're not exactly having the best week they could possibly have uh, after mm. losing... Losing against Spurs at the weekend, and then the news breaking during the week that, yeah, we've heard it all before, but we'll get back to that as well. But yes, we can, uh, we can, uh, we can have hope, but it will only be hope because I just have the fear that they they'll turn it on this weekend. They they've very few back to back defeats or poor results in the last. Since they won it, maybe in twenty eleven, I'd say I'd say you could probably count on one hand the amount of times they've had back to back poor results. So uh, I expect them to turn it on against us, and why wouldn't they? That's what they always do against us. And I don't have many happy memories in this stadium. I was there the last time we beat them in two thousand and seven mm. with my seven year old nephew, who's now twenty five, I think. <laughs> yeah, that'll be about it. Maybe not seven year old, maybe he's about ten year old, but uh, he's he's twenty five now. He's a Man City fan. I was in the away end; they were in the the home end. All, as everybody that listens regularly knows, all my family are Man City fans. At least I can say they were Man City fans back in two thousand and seven when we beat them. So they they can't all be. While some of the younger ones can be classed as glory hunters, the rest of them can't. Yeah, that's it, like. We we will get on to the I suppose the big news about Manchester City this week and hopefully we can compound their misery. But before we do that, I think I read a statistic and it gave AFC Stato might have had it up um during the week. Uh Man City haven't lost two games in a row in Donkey's years, but every time they lose a game, they win the next game and they've won them something like on an aggregate score of sixty nine goals to nine. Or something. So they like to come out and prove a point. Um, so with that in mind, I did a, a Man City podcast earlier on today. Um, Jesus, I can't even remember what it was. 9230, I think is what it was called, uh, the Man City podcast. And um, basically they were saying, what way are you going to set up? And I goes, let's don't laugh at me, but we're going to play seven at the back. And you know what? It sounds unsexy and it lo- and it is unsexy. But none of us Villa fans could give a shit. Essentially, that's what I said. Because we're going to play probably six at the back, if not seven. And it's up to you guys to break us down. And we're going to hit you on the counter. We're going to leave leave Bailey wide. We're going to leave Ollie Watkins up top. We're going to leave maybe a John McGinn type or somebody like that, or a Jacob Ramsey type, um, kind of pull in and be, be the furthest forward midfielder. And best of luck to you guys if we can break a pace, because that's something we've done well under Una Emery. And then... It was funny because the, 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 the City fan, Howard was his name, um, he turned and he said to me, he goes, that's terrifying because good and all as our team is, that's the way teams have been beating us so simply this year, uh, this uh, in, in the last few few weeks. Um, so he gave me a glimmer of hope that we would uh, we would get something from the weekend with that bit of nugget of information. Well, I have to say I do have a glimmer of hope and the reason I have a glimmer of hope is that they're not playing like they were at the start of the season 
Um, I think a lot of managers have found out their weakness and I may as well say it now, I, I think their weakness is where they had strength in numbers for the last many years without playing a central striker. There's a bit of space in there, so uh, our midfield will, will have a little bit more time on the ball than you would have usually had against a Man City team that played with no strikers and just uh, swarmed in, in around that area. So I, I, I think they can be picked off. I think we will score a goal, but I do believe they will score more. Um, just because they're Man City, just because uh, the last two times it was there, we were robbed by once by VAR and once by uh, uh, oh, I wasn't at that one. The, the the ghost goal when Rodri came from behind mm. Tyrone Mings. They even had to invent a new law of the game afterwards. So for those for those kind of reasons, maybe they won't get those reasons this week. <laughs> you know, they might not get those decisions with the ill feeling from the Premier League towards them. But I, I don't believe it for one minute. The 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 whole. Uh, the whole farce that is financial fair play will mean very little in a couple of weeks if they throw a few results together. Yeah, and we'll get on to that. We'll, we'll end the podcast on that because I don't have very much to say on it. Um, mm. And to be honest with you, I've only just kind of breezed over it because the process is going to take so long anyway. I'll have forgotten about all this crack anyway by the time it's announced. Um, but you mentioned one player there, Paddy, the guy who scored that ghost goal against us, or that goal that, whereby... Uh, they rewrote the rule book afterwards, and um, you know, in my travels today and speaking to to Man City podcasts, uh, I I kept on mentioning his name. I'm mentioning Rodri, and that Rodri likes to score goals against us. He's pivotal, um, for Manchester City, and that's exactly the feedback that was coming back was that he needs to be on his game because, um, you know, with the likes of Fernandinho and those moving on in recent years. Um, Rodri's going to be in there. Yes, Gunnuan is in there, and De Bruyne is now playing more of a, well, he's always kind of played more of that kind of in, in that three man midfield. Mm-hmm. But, you know, you're going to have a Kenji, Laporte, uh, probably Lewis, probably Ake uh, at the back. And, you know, the, the, the consensus I've seen from reading online as well is that they're, the, the, the jury's out, like, on, on, and the Kanji being in there, and the jury's out on on, on what that midfield can do without having yeah. um, and and, and, and they've problems at that left full back position as well. Exactly. They, they're they're not yeah. sure about Lewis just yet. He's still a young young man. Aki is a bit of a duck out of water if he plays yeah. there. Um, I'd say they're regretting selling Sinchenko because he was he was solid for them both in, in attack yeah. and defense when they had him. So I think that was a mistake as well. So yes, yes, there's problems there. Yes, there are green shoots of hope for us, but I don't know. <laughs> well, just... I know, and and look, as I suppose that's we are the positive podcast. Like we like to put a positive yeah. spin as best we can, and specifically. And look, if I wasn't positive, I wouldn't be going. I wouldn't be traveling exactly. to go and watch him. And you know, the, it, it's the one time since he left as well that Jack Grealish is playing the best football. Under yeah. uh, as as a Man City player, so look, it's just typical. He'll probably start the weekend. He'll probably rip us apart. Hopefully, he won't. Hopefully, Ashley Young will have the measure of him, but we'll see. And if he scores, do you know what? Go and fucking celebrate the fuck. It's not like as if you've, uh, you know, I'm, <laughs> I won't I be celebrating barely. anything. I won't no, be celebrating no. any no, no, any no, no. any win from Manchester City in any way. No, no, no. What I'm what I what I'm saying as well is that look, you know, he's 
Like he made his this he made his bed now sleeping it. I always found it a bit bit weird when you know people go back to their clubs and they don't celebrate. Um, like like you're you're not fooling anyway. If you loved the club, you'd still be there. So don't be any of the shit about not celebrating. That's my that that's that's just my view on it. And I know other people would would probably be fit to fit to uh, jump and run onto the field. Yeah, I, I know, I know, I know. I just don't. I don't think. I don't think this. I don't think you need to show respect. It's like, fuck. What does it mean to me? You're not my color, so fuck off. That's exactly. That's there. There. Like, I'm not saying that I will celebrate him or anything like that. I'll fuck. I'll. I'll roar at my television screen and call him every name under the sun. But mm. for me, I couldn't. Like at the end of the day, you know, it means nothing to me if he doesn't. If he doesn't celebrate, like I'm hardly going to go. Fair play, uh, lad, for not celebrating if you score. There's a lot to me. There's a lot to hear as well. I, th- I think it's all it's all about. I just respect. think it's fake. Anyway, and, sorry. And this this is coming from me who uh, who left one rival club to go to another and celebrated like he just won the World Cup when he scored against them. But I was only sixteen. I'll pass it on my defence. <laughs> but look, it's uh, I I think it's very respectful for for him, and it just shows what like. You see some players scoring against their old club, the likes of Adebayor when he scored against Arsenal for Ma- for Man Yeah, that was a bit much. No, I'm not saying. No, I'm just I'm just making an example. There's been plenty like that where where people do, and we we've had players come back and rub our nose in it at, at Villa Park, and it's not very nice, considering they've probably let us down when they played for us. So, yeah, it is it is disappointing when that when they celebrate like they've they've really won the lotto mm. when 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 they've just scored against Aston Villa, but I I don't think that's going to happen. But uh, I think Jack will be respectful if he scored. That's if he does score. <laughs> yeah, and, and like that's what I'm saying. I'm not. I'm not advocating like if he celebrates, he celebrates. Fair play to him. He's like he should enjoy playing football, even if it is against Aston Villa. Like he's not ours anymore until he comes back and plays. But and plays, and this is this goes for everyone, not just Jack Grealish. Until that player comes back and has claret and blue, he doesn't really matter to me anymore. Um, you know, it doesn't like he's he's. It doesn't really matter to me anymore. So if he wants to go in and celebrate, yeah, I'm still going to hate him as much as if he doesn't celebrate, you know. And and when I and hate, I use the word hate lightly. Like in that moment, I'm still going to be effing and blind and at him for scoring against my club. But I would do the exact same against Kevin De Bruyne if he scores against my club or Highland or mm. you know somebody else. If if Nathan Ake comes up with a with a header at a corner, I'm still going to be annoyed at Man City scoring against us. That, that, that's that's just. But look, if he doesn't celebrate, that's fine. But you know the whole. He should show us a bit of respect. He doesn't need to show us anything. No player needs to show us anything, and we don't need to show any player from another team any respect either. You know, it's just it's that's just that that's just my view. But anyway, <clears throat> I didn't I didn't expect to have that rant on the podcast tonight because, as I say, I did as I did say, we we are the we like to try and be the positivity podcast when we when, as best we can. But um, I'm positive about something, and I think that there's going to be a change in the team, Paddy. I think there's going to be a change in the in the team at the weekend. And I think John McGinn is going to come back into the team. I know we don't usually like to kind of go too far into the team because we have the team sheet tantrum, which will be coming up on Sunday at 3.20 um, on Sunday. So GMT. But I think John McGinn is going to be in the team. I just have an inkling that they're going to bring him back and they're going to use his uh, his engine inside there. I, I would imagine potentially that Jacob Ramsey will lose out, but uh, I couldn't be 100% sure on that one. What do you think, Paddy? Do you think it might be a small bit too early for him? No, I wouldn't be one bit surprised, especially in, in an era now where we got five subs. If, if he's proved his, his fitness over over this week, I, th- I think he'll be a starter. I think he'll offer that little bit more protection. Um, and... 
you know, if, if you're going to go down that road, does he play Dean and Moreno as well? <laughs> Possibly. So I don't think he drops Buendia. Buendia isn't I don't think he does. I don't think he does. But, life. but there's, 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 there's a lot of things he can do with those two positions. If there's someone getting a lot of joy down that side, he can double up with those two guys. Um, but look, Man City, Man City can can hit you from from literally anywhere on the pitch. So <laughs> it, they could be getting joy all over the park. So it could be a completely different conversation come halftime on on uh, Sunday. Riddle me this, Paddy. I think of this. He's put Buendia up top and moved Bailey to the to the right hand side before. Now, John McGinn mm-hmm. comes in when Una Emery was here. John McGinn started on that right-hand side. So, here's one for you. Maybe Buendia goes up top, keeps him in the team. A stuttering Bailey maybe comes out of the team. Although, Bailey, Bailey's been, Bailey's been, been like, I, I, I think, looking back at that game, I, I initially thought that he had drifted in and out of the game an awful lot uh, the last day. Uh, looking back and watching that game a second time, he was on the ball an awful lot. It's just he kept on running into Christensen. Um, who I when I watched it back again, he still caught my eye. That that fullback just thought he was really good, really good positionally. But anyway, um, I think maybe maybe it could be a Buendia up top playing off off uh, um Watkins and then the two boys that Moreno Dina on the left hand side and John McGinn slots in on the right hand side and you've got the likes of as I say Bailey to come off the bench when if we were to go back into that low block of uh, that very very deep block of six players, um. I'd prefer to have McGinn in there anyway, doing a bit to, to have his hassle work in there in, in that back six. And also, if you're if you're going to be putting Luca Dean in into a more central role and bringing back your your left side of midfielder, well then Alex Moreno is perfect for that. And obviously, we've seen him break as well. The more the more I'm talking about it here, the more I'm thinking that that might be the way he might go if he does bring McGinn in. And, I, and look, I'm all for it. As I say, it's not sexy to play a six at the back, but Paddy. You know, if if we get the same result as we did out of uh, out out of Spurs, there's no one here going to be given out about it. Absolutely not. If we if we if we have them submitting like Spurs did, <laughs> it would be absolutely magic, and no one will care who starts or who finishes or or who came on to the, you know at whatever time. I just don't see that happening. I think I think that I think we're we're unfortunately coming up against a wounded animal here, and I think we could be in for. A masterclass from them, I think they'll they'll because that if that news had have broke later in the week, they would have had less time to adjust. Yes, there will be certain players going. What's what's my position here? Should I be moving on in the summer? You know, Pep did come out and say if they were ever in trouble that he'd move on. So there, there's a lot there's a lot of mind games at play, but I think they had enough time. Of course, they had enough time. It matches not till Sunday to 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 speak to the players individually. To, to get their heads together and have them ready to, to fight a battle because they don't want to lose two games in a row or even drop any kind of points against us. Mm-hmm. So I wouldn't be worried about that in the slightest from their point of view. But we, we, we've just got to play our own game. And I think if we can get back to where we were uh, pre-Liverpool, pre-Wolves, pre-Leicester, <laughs> whatever way you mm-hmm. want to look at it, the, um, unfortunately, those, those three are still there. But... Uh, you know, as you say, Brighton, great performance uh, away at Spurs, brilliant performance. Plus, the the lucky lucky Paddy has gone to the match, and I haven't seen them lose in over a calendar year. So, it's two calendar years now. <laughs> Last time you would have seen them lose would have been against Wolves, and the first time back, I would say. Yeah, near enough. Yeah, yeah. 
Interesting. I think that was it. Mm-hmm. And like, if we, if we look at the fixtures, Aston Villa fixtures, it's just interesting that you mentioned that there. After the Liverpool loss, I'm just going back here through uh, to yeah, see. Liverpool so... lost and we played Spurs. Yeah, Liverpool lost, we played Spurs. Uh, Wolves draw, Stevenage lost, we played, played Leeds. So we do, ha- like, obviously, I'm not taking the, the Stevenage game into account considering it's a completely different team, a completely different competition. Mm-hmm. We've shown bounce back ability in that instance. Even if you go back to um, last against Fulham, beat Brentford. Last against Man uh, Newcastle, beat United. Um, last against United again, albeit in a different cup, beat Brighton. You know, so we we are on a stage whereby since Una Emery has come in, we haven't lost two in the bounce either. So, mm-hmm. um, and as I say, uh, Una Emery is very much a pragmatic manager whereby he's he goes out not to lose games. And I would imagine this is going to be a, not, a must not lose game at the weekend and, and, and I'll be happy. And and who said it there? Um, uh, Paddy thinks City or the City of all, they haven't masterclassed anyone. This, um, I can't actually think if they've run up a big score on anyone so far. No, I've seen them play well, all right, but they're they're definitely not the city of old. We we definitely uh, we're definitely not going into the same the same uh, Pep team that was there even twelve months ago. So, um, I, I've said already that you know there is there is a glimmer of hope. If it was twelve months ago, I wouldn't have seen a glimmer of hope under Stephen Gerrard. Albeit we did put it up to them the last time we played in the Etihad and nearly cost them the league that day. Um, but they haven't they haven't been the city of old. There's there's definitely an opportunity there. I, I don't Bruce, I think that's I think it's unfair to call this team inconsistent when you've got a new manager over it. Um if that's and uh, as I say, I'm just I'm just picking up in the one word, obviously. There's a lot of context that I'm missing in that, but um I think it's probably <coughs> excuse me, I think it's I, I, I think it's slightly unfair at this early to call him inconsistent. Obviously we were horrendously inconsistent under Steven Gerrard, but uh we had uh, we were winning in, 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 in this competition. Or we were picking up points in this competition. I think that we shouldn't have picked up. Um, and I think realistically, if people were to were to be really honest with themselves, the only points that we really lost or threw away have been the Leicester game. Um, you know, the Wolves game, albeit a one-all draw. We were we didn't look in that game for, for, for portions of that game. We weren't, we're not a polished outfit yet. Um, so I think... Uh, and even if we do go out and lose, I think it's more so looking at structure for me, I think, mm. this weekend. But, uh, yeah, look, I suppose you could, you, you know, they're, they're too interchangeable words, bounce back ability and, and, and inconsistency. But um, we can only really, really say uh, they're, they're different words, if that makes sense. Uh, but I, I, I wouldn't, I, I don't really class it as inconsistency at the moment because there's a lot of learning going on. Um, now, that could be. That could be silliness yeah. on my behalf. Uh, as it's still well, early doors as well, you know. You yeah. can't. You, you talk about inconsistency after a good good run of games, and I'd probably say 15, 20 games in, then you're looking at the consistency of the side. Still less than 10 league games, so absolutely. Yeah. There's there's the stat you were trying to remember, I think, there, Neil. That's the one. Yeah, stat. I was actually singing your praises prior to you jumping into the room. Um because I, I gotten it wrong. I thought it was sixty nine nine was the aggregate win um that they had at the moment. But uh yeah, they haven't lost two Premier League games in a row since December twenty eighteen. Uh since then they've lost twenty one Premier League games in the following games to that last their record is twenty and one with an aggregate score of sixty seven to nine. And you know what we do, Paddy, when we, like we did when we wore the, the third jerseys and we exercised that ghost. We laugh in the face of bad <laughs> Of bad omens, no. That's what we do under Unai Emery. We laugh. We, we embrace that. 
we're going to score 69. We're going to win 67-9 at the weekend. I, lo I, I love Kieran. Kieran's response to it. <laughs> <laughs> Aaron, did I see? Did I see you talking about uh, about the lucky hat? You have to wear the lucky hat at the weekend. You just have always to wear, there's, there's always wear anything lucky. Always wear anything lucky is right. Uh, Paddy, we've mentioned it. And we've skirted around it. and We farted around <clears> it for a while. But look, the big news that get that broke this weekend. And look, I'm going to be really honest. I've taken about as much interest in this now as I have in Togolese. Uh, hopscotch championships uh, at the moment. I, I I don't really care, but I'm Paddy. I know that uh, this uh, you've done a lot more digging into it uh, than I have. But obviously, Manchester City have been cited, and there's alleged breaches of up to a hundred breaches of Premier League financial fair play. Now, it's the, the, I suppose the interesting part for me is that, um, <laughs> well, actually, I do have more to more to, to, to say on this than I thought. <laughs> uh, I, I did have a laugh and a little chuckle because it's less it's what it's nine days ago, ten years ago, where I was putting forward the hypothesis, should I say, about Aston Villa playing by the rules with financial fair play. And I never thought that nine days or whatever, six days or seven days later, that something like this would break because it was often cited that why are we playing by the rules? And and I've juggled back and forth between financial fair play as a myth or it isn't a myth. Now, there's going to need to be something done on this, but um, it's just interesting, I suppose, since uh, Aston Villa do look like they have been playing by the rules. Regards to, and this this actually solidifies my thought, my hypothesis more, that Aston Villa have played by the rules financial fair play um, in the last transfer window. And uh, now the Premier League are pinging someone like Man City, it's going to be really interesting to see what the outcome is. And we'll <laughs> talk about the outcome in a moment, Paddy, but what's your, what was your view on it when you heard about it break the first time? Or the second time, um, the, the one this week, which was the second time, you mean? <laughs> second time they've been yeah. pinged for, for irregularities. Well, I laughed. And and the reason I laugh is we, we've been let down before because they were able to buy their way out of it the last time. They paid a 10 million fine and got away virtually scot-free. Um, I thought that was laughable. I thought it was pathetic by the European governing body to allow them go to the court of arbitration for sport and, and tell they were wrong. So they've come out and basically given a wishy-washy uh, financial fair play charge, which Man City were able to talk their way out of. If the Premier League have decided that there's 100 or more than 100 of these breaches that they're concerned about, like, I don't care if you're Man City or Aston Villa, or Bury, or Derby, or Birmingham City, or all of these clubs who are hamstrung by, uh, you know, transfer embargoes, uh, not signing any young players, all all of these stupid, ridiculous, even uh, points deductions. Uh, even look at Rangers went out of business, went out of the league, went went right to the bottom and started again. Something at some stage will have to be done. And I think this is the Premier League in the last chance saloon to do something about it. If they don't, next season will be a free for all. When when this when this is finally decided on what Man City's punishment is, and if it's not good enough, financial fair play is as good as dead. Because the rest of the rest of the Premier League will just go, ah, oh, sure, why bother? 
let's run amok, let, let's spend over the top, absolutely over the top um, on, on wages, on players. And as a result, that makes the next transfer window for us absolutely critical for the club for the long-term future. So if if all these things being equal and, you know, if if, if they fail to, to drag Man City over the coals and punish them properly, then this transfer next transfer window is going to be huge for Aston Villa. Otherwise, the, the owners are going to have to have deep, deeper pockets than they have over the last five years. And we, we were, we're seriously going to need to see serious investment to, to even stay in the Premier League. Because you, you look at the likes of Nottingham Forest spending absolutely astronomical money. Chelsea. Like, well, many players did Chelsea sign this season? Nottingham Forest, I think, scored over 23 players. It's outrageous. So all of these Our, things... Burst is a bubble to burst. Your man doesn't have that cash, like. Man well, doesn't, doesn't have that liquid cash at the moment, like, if they... <laughs> anyway, I won't get into it. <laughs> they could stay up. <laughs> and that could, that could oh, yeah, it's, oh, that, that itself could keep, could roll the cash in. Yeah, and look, it, it, even if it, even if we went down, the balloon payments would be enough to cover it. They've, they've already mm. talked about that at length. It's well well above my pay grade to be even talking about that. But all of these things just point towards, I think, if Man City are not punished properly, it's a free for all. Everything goes out the window, and what happens two days after this announcement from the Premier League? Somebody is storing the ship pot of the European Super League again. So that's another little shot across the bows of the Premier League going, well, we don't fucking need you. We can go into Europe and we'll, we'll still fill the stadium for Juventus or Barcelona or any other money-grabbing team that want to come and play European Super League. And then they talk about extending it to 80. And they talk about extending it to 80 to, to make the likes of Aston Villa's ears prick up. Because if there's yeah, 80... What? 80 teams in this Super League. <laughs> that's, yeah, that's what came out today. They wanted extended to 80 teams and have relegation in it. As a result, you'll probably get 10, 12 Premier League teams. So that brings us into the mix of, of even thinking about being involved in something like that. So all of these things are just brought out to soften the cough of everybody else around Man City. But at the end of the day, we're talking about the Premier League. Day. Premier League, 100 offences, they need to be punished. They need to be punished properly. Will they? Will I think? Will do? I think they will be punished properly. Absolutely not. I don't think the Premier League have the balls to stand up to the likes of the Man Cities of the world, the Chelseas of the world, the Liverpools, the, all of these, all of these clubs, and I've said it time and time before that fill the coffers of the likes of the TV companies that have all the glory hunting fans all around the world that bring thousands of foreign traveller like me going going to the going to Manchester I will see nationalities from all over the world going to watch Man City and that's how it works when you're successful. And they're never punished. Isn't we've never seen them being punished yet. Ten million I'd say I'd say they laughed when they signed that check for ten million for the last fine from UEFA. So it's time it's time for Premier League to show them who's boss, but I've very, very, very little faith that that will be the case. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices 
down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, Quick strategic thinking is crucial, and with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown, and through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. The only kind of difference I see this time is that they can't go to the court for arbitration for sport with this. Uh, it's with an independent panel now. Uh, apparently, once that independent panel makes their decision, it's final. Um, oh, oh. <laughs> so, but the big thing for me is it's going to take between two and four years for the decision to be made. We're only in the infancy, infancy here. It's going to, so speaking to the, to the city guys today, they said the expectation is it's going to take two to four years. That's why I couldn't give a fiddler's. About this whole not this whole story, they could have two Champions Leagues won by then. They could have four won if it takes four years. And what difference does it make to them? They'll have bloody golden statues of these players that they've bought bought on the financial fair play up outside the Etihad. They won't care. They get points deductions. They, it won't matter. Their fans will have celebrated. They've all gotten drunk. There'll be children born off the back of great nights in Europe and great nights in England by the time that the by the time that the these are. Uh, uh, are handed down, so that's that's realistically why I don't care. But my my tinfoil hat, Paddy, as I said, came on during the week, and that's what I said that Man City. I I said straight away the Super League was going to come up as soon as you, you know, as soon as 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 it was viable because City were going to start pushing their 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 clout that way. They don't exactly have the most scrupulous owners, um, I think that's fair to say, um, allegedly. And, um, you know, they were always going to start pushing their elbows out here when they were threatened with something here. It's mob boss mentality. Like, you know, they were always going to start doing this. Once the Super League was on the table to be used as a threat the first time, it was always going to be used as a threat again a second and third time. Now, hey, watch this. I didn't know about the 80 teams. Fuck it. Sign me up. If it's going to be an 80 team Super League, sign me the fuck up. And I'm going to be as hypocritical and as fickle as the day is long. Yeah, sign me up. No problem. Um, But the, the big... The, I, I jest in that because I don't know anything about it. I just heard it about it for the first time. So that's a no for me. Don't don't fucking is, sign me up for joke. something that you don't qualify for or you don't deserve all because yeah. you got wads of cash, load of shit, ruining, cash. ruining exactly. football, absolutely ruining football. And I just want to put Ad's comment up there. Ad hates the fact that it's been done yes. privately. It should be a trial available oh. to the public. That, that ad, I, I will draw your attention to VAR. Exactly the same thing. Can't hear what they're saying. Don't know what they're. Don't know what they're judging on. Don't know what their opinion is, and they can do it privately. It's all. I think it's different. I think it's different to VAR. But I, I like you. I want to be mic'd up. Yeah, I want to be mic'd up. I, I can yeah. under like look. There's, there's going to be discovery and stuff like this in this case. There's going to be an awful lot of root and true stuff. There's going to be an awful lot of stuff that's going to come out. There's going to be people named. The viability for backlash from fans and stuff here. I can 100% see why this wouldn't be a public uh, situation. We're going to this is going to be leaked to high heaven. 
absolutely leaked to high. If you think this is going to stay between them and the independent panel, you're absolutely joking. There's both sides are going to leak what they need to leak to get the public on their side. This is going to be a trial by media. This is going to be a trial in the court of public opinion. And that's because that's why they're going to give it a two to four year, um, a two to four year uh, runway. The, the whole the whole problem I have here is the Premier League have already let down the other 19 teams in the league mm. by the fact that they're going back 10 years now. 12 years, is it? It's 12 years. Why are they doing it now? Think, yeah, whatever it is. Yeah. Why are they doing it now? It's pointless. So, yeah. you know, you, you can say all you like about... Well, I'll tell you why they're only doing it now because they probably only have rotten stone call, stone cold hard evidence of it now, and they probably had breadcrumbs from twelve years ago that they can say, "Well, we saw this. We saw this going on here. Somebody fucked up three years ago, which I think was two thousand and eighteen. Is when somebody fucked up with a with, with an email thread and uh, the way the funds were being moved from company to company and stuff like that. And then they were able to go back and say there were similar situations here, but nobody fucked up in an email thread. So we can make an inference that this has been happening since X date because of what we found." in 2018 so i think that's why they've gone back is to just strengthen their case so i don't think the premier league are mugs in this at all i think it's one of those ones whereby you look what's going on over in the united states i don't want to get political or whatever because you know you look and you see that a lot of people are saying people are on donald trump's side they're saying donald trump shouldn't be put in jail people are saying he should be but there's nothing happening at the moment you've got one shot if one shot, and if it goes, if it goes right, or if it goes, depending on what way, what way you, what political persuasion you are, um, the other side of one shot, and that's the way the Premier League have here. They're literally have one shot at Man City here because if they get this wrong, it's as you said, Paddy. They want Premier League want to keep financial fair play. I think. I think they kind of have to for, um, because they can't see clubs go out of business and they can't have the turmoil that come but comes you, from. But you can't. You um, can't have. You can't have other clubs spending way beyond their means and clubs going belly up. They have to have it. Uh, that's it, but yeah. So that's why they when, thought they'd only one shot for this because it will go got, into the wild west. When you've got two or three Premier League clubs which are effectively owned by countries, they're not going to go belly up. <laughs> they're going to be financed yeah. to the hilt. But it has to. There has to come down. This has to be done impeccably and without any retrial or any, as you say. It, it has to be somebody coming and judging, and that's it. It's set in stone. The likes of going to that court of arbitration for sport and throwing oodles and oodles of money just, just makes a joke of it. So uh, I, I I heard a number of times that they can't over the last few days. It wouldn't surprise me if they did because I have zero faith in enforcing these rules because I, I've sat back and I've looked at Man City spending way beyond their means from from Joe Soap sitting on his couch looking at who's on the pitch for a team that's sponsored by all the same companies every year that uh, can't fill their stadium until recently and they've made a concerted effort to make sure mm. um, you know that people resell their tickets like there's, there's Man City season tickets in my family they never go empty because they're resold back to the club I can't resell mine back to the club but that's another story altogether <laughs> I knew that was coming the second <laughs> season tickets <laughs> So, look, there, there's loads of reasons why Joe Soap sitting on the couch can see that what Man City have done in the last 10, 15 years yeah. has been... And, and it's not only Man City, it's Chelsea. You know, we've we've seen Chelsea effectively buy trophies. We've seen Man United buy trophies. We've seen Arsenal spend, to a lesser extent back in the day, huge amount of money. 
we saw Man City spend the first £100 million player from us. You know, all of these things point to the fact of how 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 on earth could they do it with, with living within financial fair play is beyond me. I wonder are our owners getting a bit squeaky about the fact that they bought Philip Park as well. I presume they did it in the correct way as opposed to, the, like, just because there, there seems to be a lot of shell companies, not shell companies, but passing through Etihad, passing through Stat or whatever they're called, I can, I can never pronounce that, and then passing through like three, four different companies to essentially, I don't want to say wash or launder the money, but basically clean up the money. But all it was was essentially the club putting the money back into itself through these companies because the owners, the CEOs were the same. Um, and I think that's where, I, I think that's how they were initially kind of, that's where the smoke came from um, with regards to this. And then when they went digging and there's like some crazy things, like they were paying Roberto Mancini into like various different bank accounts from various mm. different bank accounts and stuff like that, you know. Um, but look, as I say, I don't want to speculate too much. And I don't know, whole, I, I, I sound like I know, I know a good bit about it, but I've just read like snippets and headlines in the newspaper. And the reason being is because I genuinely, it would make me lose no sleep at this moment in time because we're playing in a different playground to them. We really are, you know. Go and beat them at the weekend. Absolutely. And we, we can beat them at the weekend. But financially, we've been playing in a different playground to them since since they gazumped us. And and though I suppose the one thing that does piss me off, Paddy, is when it when it goes back to 2007, 2008, or whenever that is, that it, the, the the time it went back to, or even 2010, we were playing in the same playground then. We were playing in the same playground then. And then all of a sudden, you know, there that, new and that's, why I think, that's why I think you're talking through your hat. We're playing the same playground. We're all in the same playground if we're, if we're living between our means. That's, it's yeah, all, that's it. You know, yeah. and, and it's, it's, it's about people spending way above their means and, and, and fabricating stuff. And that's what they're trying to find out. You know, who's to say we haven't done it? Who knows? There's, I'd say there's many I, clubs I, that have done it I'd to a certain extent. I'd be surprised if we've done it. I'd be but surprised if we have considering... It Sorry. must be it must be soul destroying, you know clubs that clubs that I mentioned, docked points, Derby, Birmingham City, Berry going out of existence, you know yeah. Portsmouth, Berry going out of existence will never be right, never be it's, right. It's 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 crazy. It's absolutely crazy to, to think that all these clubs can do this. It takes 10, 12 years for them to come back and and sort it out. If they bring it, if they if they make this decision wrong. The floodgates will open, and football will be as yeah. we know it will be. We, we won't be able to afford a ticket for a match. That that's the be all and end all, and that and that's where yeah. nobody wants to be. You know, it's it it's a huge price hike for Aston Villa fans this year. We we can't afford to even sit at the same table as some of, some of the teams. If you if you imagine what they're paying into the Emirates and paying into Stamford Bridge and paying into Tottenham Hotspur Stadium and parts of Anfield and and. Not so much the Etihad Stadium, but uh, Manchester United uh, for the for the main seats. The the big seats are all really really expensive. So it's a long road ahead. I wish it wasn't as long. Why why they felt the need to 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 put it out in the public domain? I don't know. Maybe they had to. I I thought this could have went on behind closed doors and they made an announcement when when they got to, they got their findings together, but. It's done now. We have to live with it and we have to get on with it. And we've got to play them Sunday. And for now, that's really all I care about. Because as you say, we we, we could all be dead and gone by the time this has even been spoken about again. Mm, absolutely. And who knows, maybe, another, maybe another two or three clubs will go to the wall before this happens. Yeah, Scunthorpe very nearly went to the wall recently. Poor mm. Manchester United. 
looking uh, for new Mans- owners. Uh, Macclesfield, Mansfield. Mac- they, they, uh, they, they, Robbie, Savage ones. This is it Mansfield. Yeah, Wrexham before the lads came in. Yeah. and there's a lot, lot of clubs, lot of clubs out there that have, um, arguably uh, as much prior to, um. To, to the money coming in at, at some of the clubs in the Premier League like they have more um history or contributed more down even through the through the the, the years of, of the football pyramid um than some of the clubs in the Premier League you know and they're going out of business and it's a shame as I say it'll never sit right with me what happened to Bury never ever will sit right with me because um there's people who want to do right by them and the the football league just Stonewalled them at every single, every single opportunity. They wanted the club to go to business to make a to make a, a point, and uh, for me, it was absolutely shocking. And there should be, uh, that's one I think there should be a public inquiry into. But anyway, won't get into it. Um, on Bradley has made a good point on it. Uh, he says, "I'd really give up football. I think if the Super League goes ahead, I think of the positive here, Owen. Think of how much time we'd have back in our lives." we gave up if we gave up following football think of all the time think of all the activities we could do we'd all be what else what else is there i would be anyway yeah as we've been saying here since lockdown neil football is the most important thing of the least important things it's important things Uh, paddy i'd see i could see you on the x factor paddy if there was no football do you reckon is the x factor still (laughs) even good is is that even good I don't know. Tell you. <laughs> yeah, uh, dressage, something like that, Paddy. I could see you teaching horses to dance or something like that. If there was no mm. such thing as football, how's about that one? I don't know. I like to give a, I like to give a shout out, Neil, while while you're acting the maggot there, talking about shit. Um, <laughs> a lot of people mentioning Wrexham in in the comments, and I give a shout out to Martin Dutton who went down to the ticket office yes. in Wrexham to try and get myself and Stephen two tickets for Saturday with no luck. So it won't be Wrexham we're going to on Saturday. <laughs> oh. well, we'll find something more, something as exciting yeah. to do, I suppose. But and it's sold out. Wrexham is sold out, which, which I think is fantastic. I know they've no stand behind one of the goals, but I just think it's brilliant that that, that club is just going to be resurrected. And I look forward to watching them with, uh, and hopefully getting, all, getting to see them on the way to Villa Park at some stage, which I thought would have happened this weekend. But unfortunately, it was not to be. Not yet. My uh, a, a guy from my hometown, actually, he's a relation of mine. Uh, Anthony Ford was playing with Wrexham, and uh, I'd like to say congratulations to him because he had a beautiful baby boy called Paddy. Great name, great solid name, as you <laughs> as you I'm sure you'll admit uh, yourself, Mister Kelly. Uh, yeah, a lovely baby boy just before that Wrexham and uh, Sheffield United game. So on the off chance, on the off chance, you're listening, Anto. Fair play, <laughs> Joe. That's what I'd say. Fair play, to yourself. Somebody, somebody who. Uh, who will be listening, I'm sure, at some stage, and avid listening to, to our podcast is Mark Holmes in Australia. And yes, I, hope he mind, I hope he doesn't mind me mentioning that his wife gave birth to a lovely baby boy yesterday. Did he? Did she? Congratulations. So, and they call the baby Ollie. I'm not too sure about the name, Mark, but anyway, there you go. Was <laughs> that Ollie or Marvelous? Well, I can imagine. Maybe, maybe he was winding me up saying he called the baby Ollie. <laughs> Some people have great taste, Paddy, not like you. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, no, congratulations, Mark. And, uh, look, couldn't have been a better week for you because Cork beat Limerick in the Hurling as well, Mark, and I give you that one. But the big one is in July. Come July, that's in the big one. is. Anyway, we're really, really... Um, 
Oh, from doors to doors, Man City will spunk will, will spank Villa. They, they most likely will. Uh, but we will be back with our with our predictions later on uh, for the team sheet tantrum. Paddy, you're I presume Paddy's going to be interesting to see what's the Wi-Fi, what's the the reception going to be like at at the Etihad. It'll be interesting to see because we'll try and get you on as we always do for the team sheet tantrum. Um, there's a oh, I meant to say our secret weapon might be coming out on uh on on Saturday on Sunday, lads. Secret weapon. I don't want to. I don't want to make any any guarantees on it. But potentially the Connacht lines could be meeting up at Taft's Bar in Galway again. We all know what happens there. Results come when that happens. I think we're undefeated better, so far. Better not and, you potentially just bloody make it happen because I I, I could do with any, any bit of luck this weekend. Considering yeah. I have to go back to 2007 to to laugh at the rest of my Man City supporting family. So. It has to happen this weekend. Can you imagine the slagging I got after the, the yeah. Stephen Gerrard slipping up again in May and, and taking off Philippe Coutinho and gifting them another Premier League title? So yeah, it has to come. It has to come and it has to come soon. Yeah. We have to. We won't get a better chance to beat them, uh, I, I, so. I predict, in, in the near future that, than we have this weekend. So hopefully we can go and go a season without losing to Man City. Wouldn't that be nice? That would be good. That would be good. And anyway, on that brilliant note, Paddy, I'm going to let everybody here go to, well, if you're here based in in uh, in Europe, anyway, you can go to bed at a decent hour. So it's uh, 20 past 10 here. Um, Thanks so much, everybody, for watching. Thanks so much, everybody, as always, for listening. We will be back with the Team Sheet Tantrum on Sunday at 3.20, and we'll be back with a post-match uh, podcast as well on, on Sunday. Um, but yeah, thanks for all the interaction. I know I didn't get to a lot of your comments. So do apologize about that. And um, we just got engrossed in conversation today. But normal service will be resumed for Team Sheet Tantrum. So bring all your comments and bring all your score predictions. But until then, everybody, stay healthy, stay safe. And all that's left to say is up the villa. Up the villa. Podcast Network. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.